You've put your blood, sweat, and tears into creating a storefront that lights you up, serves your clients well, and contributes significantly to the community you love. You are my hero, and I affectionately call you a rebel woman. Hey there, my name is Melissa Rose, a brick and mortar business owner with a handful of kiddos and a few passion projects that I head up like this one. I'm also your visibility coach and consultant for a service-based business like yours. I'm passionate about helping small business owners thrive in their community and become the only option in town for their industry. In this podcast, we're going to share the nitty gritty of running a successful brick and mortar business by sharing stories, talking strategies, and learning practical tips to run a kick-ass business. Ready to be inspired, empowered, and equipped to create the small business of your dreams? Let's get real. Hey there, brick and mortar business owner. How are you doing? How are my rebel women? Happy Monday. If you're listening to this on a Monday, awesome. If not, no worries. So glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about what you need to do if you are just like, okay, here's the deal, Melissa. I am swamped in the weeds with running the business. The visibility just kind of happens when I think about it. I can't even fathom doing it consistently. And what they were referring to, this was a question that was posed to me, is social media. They hate it. They can't stand it. And we're going to talk about that. All right. So today is about a little bit of mindset, but I am going to give you some practical stuff too. But before we dive in, hello, hello. And your PSA is to go and put up a Google business post. So if you don't know what I'm talking about that, update your Google business profile. You need to go grab my Google business profile workshop, completely free. Go to mismolisrose.com forward slash deals. It's linked here below where you can do that. It's a how-to, exactly what you need to do to optimize your Google business profile. So you are getting more visibility. People are finding you. It is the foundation of running a business, whether you're brick and mortar or a digital online business, you need to be found, right? So please grab that. Um, People have loved it. You'll see the reviews on the page, on the landing page of what people are saying about it. So go grab it completely free. Also, thank you so much for those of you that are referring the podcast. It is just genuinely so, so appreciated. So thank you for those of you that have left reviews and shouted it out on their networks. And we have had an uptick in listeners. We have also had some stellar people on the podcast. Last week, we had Stacey Brown Randall, and I picked up her book on referrals and very, very helpful, just helping me clarify some things in my business and how to be more referable. For those of you that don't know, I have a brick and mortar dance studio for 15 years. And I actually asked Stacey the question, like, we used to be referred all the time. People would always say, so-and-so referred me, so-and-so referred me, and I would actually get the names which was what I wanted, right? Because I had a referral program and I still do. But now most of my people are coming through Google. And she answered that question in a way that kind of, it makes sense, but I didn't, um, I wouldn't have thought of it. So she said, what happens is you are in business a long time. So that SEO is working for you. However, most people are hearing you through a referral, but what they're doing is they're vetting you on Google. And that is the last thing that they remember. So that's what they tell you when you ask them, how did you hear about us? A better question is who 
told you about me or who told you about us. So that way they are thinking of a person. And then that way you can really start that referral program, uh, jumpstart it and see where those people are. So you can um, treat your referrals really well. So uh, hit that podcast if you hadn't listened to it, because it was very good. It's just a teaser and her book is, goes in depth. So, um, pick that up if you're interested. It's on audible. That's why I listen to books because I like to walk and talk and listen. So, all right, back to today's episode about creating the shift in your mind where you're like, I don't want to do it. I don't, and therefore you don't have the time. And that's what it comes down to is you don't like it. So therefore you don't make the time. And that is true with anything. Like I don't like cleaning, so I don't really make the time to do it. Right. I know it needs to get done, but I, I like a tidy house, but as far as like deep cleaning, oh goodness gracious. Right. So if we don't like to do something, we are not going to do it. And let's say you are not in a space where you can hire it out or delegate it. It's falling on you. Then I am going to say, find something that works for you. That is first and foremost. If you need to get visibility, if you are not able to delegate, you need to find something that's going to work for you so that way you can do it consistently because consistency is the name of the game. So there is that. Now, if you can delegate it out, that's a different conversation. All right. So what I'm going to do here is I am going to go through one of my workshops that I have done. And today we are going to talk about offline strategies that you can do for your business. Now, before you roll your eyes and go, oh my gosh, Melissa, that's like all over. You're right. It is. But you guys, every time I look back at these offline strategies, I go, hmm, I could do that better in my business. Hmm. Oh shoot. I didn't think I could do that. Oh yeah. Now I can do that. So I want you to listen to these with an open mind because it is genuinely like little light bulbs every time I look at this. All right. And I've had this workshop probably three years now and I've been in business for 15 and there you go. Okay. So the first one is business cards and you can roll your eyes, but I don't care because I am terrible about having them. But how many times do people have asked me for them and I don't have them? So I always have a backup of let me get your number and then I send them my contact information, which has everything on it. So I'm texting them that way. So that's my, that's my default, but making sure you always have business cards on you. Pamphlets or flyers, all right? People think of handing this out around town. That to me is so heavy. I never do it. I don't like doing it. I don't do it. I delegate it to my team if there is a reason for it. But this is where the light bulb happens. Do you hand it out to current clients? If you have an offering or a sale or a special event, are you handing that paper to your current people walking in your doors? Don't like just hang it up. You got to hand it to them. Okay. And I'm saying this because I have learned you don't just hang it up. You got to hand it to the people. You got to put it in their hand. You have make them look at it. These are things that I've learned in my business. All right. So yes, you can hang them up around town if that works for you. If you like going into the coffee shop and you go there regularly and people blah, 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 whatever works for you. All of this is with the overhead umbrella If you don't like doing it, it's not going to get done. So what can you do that you will do consistently? Now, the flyers, that gets to be expensive, right? Printing them out in color or whatever. So it's usually for an event. How many events do you do? You know, so thinking about that. 
The next one is your referral program. And we, like I said, we just had Stacy on the podcast and she did a really nice job of talking about referrals and uh, what they are and how to do it and how to pinpoint your referral people. We do this in our business, but reading her book helped clarify it even more. And there are things that I want to do better in my business. And here's one thing we do. We do handwritten cards to our current clients and we handpick a few of them every six weeks. And that's there's a few reasons for doing that. But that handwritten card, you guys, to the student, to the client is huge. It makes an impression and they talk about it to their friends. They talk about, the parents are talking about it. It's a big deal. So are you, and that's something that we do every six weeks. So it's not something every day, not something every week, not even every something every month. But I just actually did 15, 20 of them this past weekend. Is that something you could put on your calendar in a rhythm that you do consistently? All right. And uh, Stacy dives into the referral, not just the client, but doing that with your referral people so that they are then referring you more often. All right. I love the, the phrase, give them what you want to get. All right. That comes down to parenting and managing a team. Tell them what you love so you get more of it. All right. Thank you so much for referring me. You brought blah, 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 blah. And that gets you more referrals. So if you grab Stacy's book, she, she goes deep with that. It's really good, really helpful, lots of resources there. But just that little, little bit there, we are trying just to improve and make better. All right, next one, collaborations. I am a huge fan of collaborations and I want to do more of them. They take time, they take energy, they take um, uh, working with the right people, but man, when they are done well, they are really, really great, really, really great. We have one coming up here in October. I'm excited about it because it, um, it, it was just awesome last year, so I'm excited for it this year. When we can work together with other people in the community, that is a warm fuzzy for everybody. The community sees you working together. They see you partnering. They see, um, obviously, your brand out there working with another brand, uh, team members working together with other team members. It is so good. And then, of course, more clients in the door that way. It is a great thing to do. Now, for brick and mortars, do you do them once a year? Do you do them every quarter? Do you do, what do you do there? Can you do that in a rhythm that you can do consistently and do well? And that might be your visibility strategy, you know, and let the other party take care of the social if you don't want to do it, right? All right. Another non-social strategy uh, this kind of coincides with a collaboration. So if you're not going to do it with another business, do one on your own. I just saw um, a friend of mine, they did a pumpkin harvest fall thing. And it was kind. It was a client appreciation, just a fun event for the families. And that's a great way to give visibility because guess what? Those families are taking the pictures and putting it out to social. So those are those are a great way to do that without you having to do it. Encouraging people to do that, telling people to do that, that helps shine your shine your brand, shine your uh, business out to others. All right, another one: press releases. 
Do you have something that happened within your brick and mortar that you want to talk about it? Maybe it's a new hire. Maybe you hired a new chef. Or maybe you are offering a new program of classes or workshops. Whatever it is, can you get a press release and get that? Maybe you do two a year or even one big one a year. And that is something where you might have somebody A on your team, but also maybe somebody, a client of yours that wants to do that. That is always uh, helpful. And uh, of course, I live in a smaller town, but maybe you have a bigger bigger metro area where you can be on the radio or the news or something like that. That is a great way to get more visibility there. All right, the next one, signage. And this is another one that I hear all the time. And every time I hear it, I go, oh, we could do that better with my brick and mortar, okay? So you could go big and do billboards. Maybe you're at that space in your business. Maybe your business has an awning. And can you put your brand on that awning? The windows, you guys, your windows are prime real estate to put Uh, your QR code for a special offer, announce something coming up. Of course, you can have like window decals that stay on there or they could be like updated. Your windows are prime real estate. And that is something with my business that is still a goal, like to really do that well. I use my car. I, I put my decal on my car my and I do get business out of that. I brand awareness and new business by just having my logo on my car. Another thing is flags or awnings. I said the awnings already, but like big flags or um, A-frame sandwich boards, we put that out whenever we're starting a new session. So like I said, we do our sessions every six weeks. So we put out that visibility every time there's people driving past. And guess what? Like I talked about in a couple of podcasts before, people don't see your brand until they need it. All right. So six weeks ago, it was summer and 80 degrees and people were like, no, no, we're going to hang outside and play outside and do soccer and do all the outside fall sports. Well, now this morning it was 34 degrees and now people are going to be like, okay, now we need an indoor sport. What are we going to do or an indoor activity? What are we going to do? Oh, maybe we'll do dance class. So now the need is there. The pain point is there. And now they're going to see that flag or now they're going to see that um, sign. All right. So these are all things. They don't go out of style. (laughs) All right. We just do them. We do them consistently and we update them with, you know, maybe it's a different style flag this year or, you know, when you buy the new one after it goes out, you, you, you change up the colors a little bit or change up the look, but still people are seeing it. And these are all non-social ways to get people in your doors. Another one is direct mail. Now, this one is a last resort for me in the fact that this is expensive. It can be expensive. If we do direct mail only for really targeted things, and I will give you our example. We do a birthday card, all right? So we send our our clients a birthday card with a coupon to get some treats from the local candy store. That is when we use it. We have done mass mailing, and I did that once, and that was not a good use of our resources, but maybe for your business, it makes sense. So direct mail is another way to do that. But you can also do many ways of getting in front of people with ads. You know, there's the community mailer, there's uh, community pages. We have magazines, different magazines that you can be in. Uh, You can 
advertise within programs. Like for us, we're, we're going to advertise in the high school play and the high school musical and, and do that within the area because it makes sense for us. Those are our ideal people. We love those music people coming in to take dance. Also, if you, um, can you donate or volunteer? Um, can you put it in a, in a bulletin? Um, you know, maybe your church or, or organization that way, faith-based could, maybe they take ads. On top of that, volunteering. I volunteer a lot in the community uh, because I have five kids. <laughs> it just comes with the territory. But I am always, always, always wearing TDH merch. I'm always having the dancing house on me in some way, shape, or form. So that way, it's just that brand recognition. So all of this is non-social media, non-digital. It is just getting, using what we are already doing in our community, amplifying it, strategically. I have my ads in some neighborhood magazines. I am, you know, volunteering, putting stuff on my business, on the on the windows, the A-frames. I'm collaborating, we're doing events, we're I'm delegating somebody to help me with a press release, handing out those flyers and pamphlets, all this stuff. And every time, like I said, every time I listen or read, I go, "Oh yeah, we could do it there too. I forgot about that or didn't think of that." All right? The last one is a little bit digital, but it's super, super important. And one of my clients, I actually had to call her on it, and she's been in business longer than I have. And I said, your email signature is not optimized. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, I can't click on it. I need to be able to click on it to take me to your website, to take me to your latest blog, to take me to something. It really genuinely just had her name and her phone number. So what important information are you not including on your email signature. And then to make sure your email signature, I would highly recommend it have a picture of you and has a clickable link to send people to. So on my email signature, even my Gmail, which I use for the school communication or just, you know, the silly things like that, people will come up to me or email or listen or walk in the doors because I have my podcast linked on there and I have try a first class free with the dancing house and that's linked as well. So it's fun for me when I have students or clients come through the door and then they ask, oh my gosh, you have a podcast? And I go, yeah, how did you hear about that? She goes, oh, I clicked on your link in your email signature. I'm like, yes, yes, it's that. It's that because how many times do you email the school or email somebody, you know, regarding a play date or something with the family or whatever? It's super easy to get your brand out there that way or just reminding them of what you do. That could be a whole topic there, just your email signature, what you could include. But think about it. Think about that opt-in. Think about where you want people, the best stuff. What is your best thing that you want people to see and hear about you? Is it your latest blog? Is it... Uh, your ebook? Is it a 10% off coupon? What is it that should be in your email signature? Okay, so I hope this was helpful because this is the stuff that people kind of like downplay. They're like, oh yeah, but this is so important for us brick and mortar business owners. 20% of business owners go out of business the first year and then 30% the second year and by year five, 50% of us are out of business. Okay, I've been in business 15 years and these are things that I always come back to. I'm like, okay, what could I do better? What can we update? What can we add or um, amplify even more? That's not digital, okay? Next week, we're gonna talk about digital, a use strategy, I call it. If you want all this 
um, really faster than a podcast, go grab the free workshop. It's called the three visibility strategies you need to have in your business. Again, another free workshop. Go to MsMelissaRose.com forward slash deals. And this is where I go through everything. So you can get it faster than on the podcast. All right. I hope you guys are well. Have a great, great week. And we will see you soon. Make sure you do that Google business profile update. And if you got anything out of today's podcast, please share it out with your bestie, your business bestie. Shout it out to your socials and take the Ms. Melissa Rose. Uh, or better yet, leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes and I will shout you out on the next podcast. All right, everybody, have a great, great week. We'll see you here same time, same place next week. Peace, bye-bye.